0: But your takes are hot, steaming garbage. One, how dare yo say that there were too many episodes? It end exactly perfect. Okay. Two, animation perfect. How the fuck can you say it not? Three, the writing is GR8. Best of any show slash anime ever. FMA Brotherhood, bad. Hunter Hunter, no. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 no, just no.
0: Buddy, I'm Pax. I'm Hal, and this is Bro Taku's—the show where two guys who love anime do a deep dive on what is and isn't worth watching. We believe you don't have to get a major in anime studies to enjoy this wild, beautiful, strange art form, and we are lucky as hell to have you on this journey with us.
1: Hey, everyone. Uh, shout out to everyone who's been messaging us, reaching out to us, talking to us, tweeting at us and putting on the fachabuque. Um, we really, really, <laughs> we really, really love to hear from you guys. And um, seriously, please continue to reach out to us. We, we love the support and uh, we'll always get back to you.
0: Yeah, Hal, I have a surprise letter to read at the start of this episode. Ooh, a but, uh, surprise. Yes, yes, a surprise. It's for you. Uh, but first, we have a goddamn amazing guest this week. So, uh, 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 babies and gentledems, I would like to introduce your fine asses to... Anna Kiko, a sublime actor, uh, voice actor based in New York City. She is the love of my life. She is currently doing a video essay collaboration with Princess Weeks, who I have seen some fantastic work from uh, them, so I am excited as hell about this. Uh, absolute uh, weeb, nerd, source of wisdom, source of hot takes, and unpopular opinions, and popular opinions. And, uh, Mostly currently, unpopular. <laughs> yeah, it's is currently wearing Demon Slayer earrings. Everybody, Anna Kiko, what is up?
2: Hi, um, I'm feeling fantastic. I'm feeling wonderful and more than excited to be here.
0: Anna, it is such a joy to have you on. Uh, how's everybody doing today? How are we holding up? Let's have a little check-in.
2: Um, what a what a great day at work I had, and then I ran home and I got to do this instead, and I was so much happier.
0: <laughs> nice,
1: nice, 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 nice. I didn't know what day it was today. So, oh, didn't that we is... both
2: think it was Thursday?
1: Yeah, we both thought it was
0: Thursday. <laughs> Great. Guess what, so, guys? It's Saturday. <laughs> it's
2: been Saturday this whole day, believe it or not.
0: I know. I thought I wasn't doing great, but you know, I'm feeling better now. One thing I, one, one bit of news I would like to share is I just found out a great fact. Um, all of all of my all of my uh, my uh, uh, straight uh, uh, male homies are playing the new Call of Duty. Oh. Have you all heard? Have you all heard? It's Call of Duty Cold War this year.
1: Oh my! No. I guess it's like the
0: Didn't same they thing as Cold. did know that
2: like Cold War did not involve guns?
1: Yeah, wouldn't that just be Black Ops? Wouldn't that isn't that supposed to be Black <laughs> well, Ops? Here's
0: the thing: there is a. It might be a Black Ops. It might be Black Ops Cold War. But there were a lot of like war crimes perpetuated, and no. so um, they actually the, the the news that really shook me is that there are now uh, three gender options. Or there were three gender options. So oh. you could be male, female. Or classified.
2: <laughs> which, I, oh, the three Amazing. genders,
0: which I thought was dope, but there was a bit of an internet outcry where the um, where 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 homies were flaming them on Twitter, being like, "Are you saying that if I'm non-binary, my gender should be classified and shoved and redacted?" And and, and Treyarch, to to their credit, was like, "Um, yo, no, I don't, we that's not what we wanted, so we'll have classified, but we're gonna add non-binary again." And so, uh, uh, babies and gentlemens, uh, you can now be a non-binary. Uh, soldier working under Ronald Reagan To commit war crimes <laughs> <their own laughs> <duties>. so, <laughs> You're still Going to be garroting Cubans and Guatemalans But at least you can be true To yourself <laughs> Oh but uh, so that's Fantastic I just wanted to share that because that's Been on my mind but, oh I um, love that facts But hell oh. ha- like I said we got a letter And this is a uh, This is a, a letter from uh, someone Who was a little upset at our last episode <laughs> No
1: no really Ooh, Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. So <gasps> this is in reference to this is in Reference to our uh, our blood of Zeus takes. So, oh uh, yeah. yeah. So uh, mm. title line. Uh, this is sent. It seems like from a burner account that because the, the burner account's name is Fuck Off. The uh, the the good. title of this email is Brotaku's get fucked. And okay, <laughs> like, good. And I would like to share. Yeah, like to share the contents with you. Uh, what the hell is wrong with you? I just finally listened to your episode on Blood of Zeus, and you don't know what the hell you're talking about. This show is the fucking best anime that Netflix ever made, maybe the best anime of all times. (laughs) Not only did it take you over a month to put out an episode on it, but your takes are hot, steaming garbage. One how dare yo say that there were too many episodes it end exactly perfect okay. two animation perfect how the fuck can you say it not three the writing is gr8 best of any show slash anime ever fma brotherhood bad hunter hunter no <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> not bad just
0: no no, no. Uh, hunter hunter no game of thrones garbage we're not talking about
1: game of thrones
0: i don't, the, 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 uh, uh uh game of thrones garbage the sopranos bitch shut the fuck blood of zeus forever <laughs> 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 Her game was bad. Her takes were bad. I hope you feel bad about ourselves. Bitch, sincerely, fuck you.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It sounds like you're going to have to
2: do a redaction episode. This guy really
0: knows what he's talking
1: about. No, I... Oh my God, that makes me so happy. So, um. <laughs> uh, oh, y- thank you. Uh, thank you. What, uh, who is this from again? Fuck you. That was from, uh, fu- I believe it was no, from f- Fuck You. No, that
0: was Fuck, no, fuck, fuck Off. Oh, fuck thank you, Fuck I, Off. I, say, um, sorry. we don't mean to dead name you, Fuck Off. <laughs>
1: uh, thank you, Fuck Off. Uh, I, I really want to give you my sincere thanks because we. I we spent a lot of time debating whether or not to do the blood of Zeus episode, mm-hmm. and um, now I know <laughs> that we were right to do the blood of Zeus episode because fuck
2: you. <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh, wow. To be fair, um, Game of Thrones was a terrible anime.
1: Yeah, yeah, not the best I've seen. Not
2: the best anime, and I will have to say, Hunter Hunter, S-
1: the, the Sopranos,
0: no. no. No, no. no. <laughs> that was house dance until we took him to the basement. <laughs> okay. So, uh, nonetheless, we shall recenter here and talk about our <laughs> yeah. subject today. what are we today.
2: talking about
0: today? So, my sweet angels, my my succulent clementines. Today, we are talking about the Netflix smash hit, which, unlike Blood of Zeus, deserves it. The Great Pretender. Uh, oh, so good. So, um, the Great Pretender is by Studio uh, oh, Wit oh, Studio wit um, and uh, they are the creators of this. Blew my f- my mind, Vinland Saga, and Attack on Titan,
2: and Magnus Bride. Everyone always forgets Magnus Bride.
0: Magnus Bride, or is it Mag- M-
2: Magus Bride?
0: Ma- ma- yes, yes. The, the it was magus, it was bride, lesser
2: yeah. acclaimed, but. Equally beautiful.
0: That one was cool, and that's really low key for such a, a studio. Mm-hmm. So, are they still doing the next season of Attack on Titan? They're they still doing
2: the next season of Attack on Titan, and also what they are. Are you sure very, they didn't switch studios? They no, I'm pretty positive it is Studio Wit. Uh, we can, I can, I have my laptop right here. Let me double check that. But they're also Isn't extremely it? well known for uh, doing animated music videos. Um, hey. If anyone knows uh, Jujutsu Kaizen that just came out, Eve uh, did their opening uh, intro and. Um They've done three of their music videos as well.
0: Cool. Now, Hal. Immediately, the, the 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 one the best part and worst part about having Anna on is that she just knows like way more than both of us. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ma- Ma- Magus Pride. No. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, I, we're I, I I need to I do said, better. I'm clearly, a wee, baby, come I need to on. do better. Hell yeah, hell yeah. I have um, a crying
2: it, anime boy on my shirt.
1: <laughs> I mean, am a crying anime boy. No. Laptop. I see. <laughs> <laughs> oh my
0: god. Hal. <laughs> okay. So, um. The uh, Great Pretender uh, is rele- Being released in cases So uh, like mini seasons each detailing One heist and the show oh, uh, uh,
2: uh. I ahead. apologize Mappa is taking over for season 4 And yeah, now that's uh, what I fucking right.
0: thought So you get right. me a weed you card it's mine <laughs> I've like, defeated like, you in the duel
2: <laughs> yeah, You, you want to know what uh, I did uh, the shadow around my god
0: Sick <laughs> So uh, now that I've owned Yet another guest <laughs> <laughs> oh, get ready, baby. <laughs> um, now that I've owned you by facts and logic, and you've, you, you've I think you've been Ben completely Shapiro has fucked. taken
1: Pax over at least four separate times. <laughs> he's getting stronger. Say, <laughs> he's getting stronger. I he was, was about to say, all right, man, dark.
0: <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um. So anyway. Uh, seasons are called cases here, um, being released. Uh, the show's about to release its longest season yet, and I think it's gonna be the last one, unfortunately. Cause this is the type of show where it probably should just be one season, um, you know, because it's just sometimes keep really are keep it classy, beautiful. keep it short. Exactly. And yet, oh, my God. <laughs> Good. Um, but so its longest season uh, taking place in Shanghai is going to be released on the 25th, which is going to be, I, I think, a few days after this episode airs. And so, uh, y'all, there is time to catch up and then be first in line to get that sweet uh, Shanghai stuff. Um, what I really loved is the director sent various members of the team to different locations for research, um, including sending one of their art directors right up to the Hollywood sign uh, for the opener, because the opener does detail uh, the the big Hollywood sign. We'll kind of explain what that is, but I oh, yeah. um I really loved listening to. Um, some interviews with the the director because the director was like really aware that like um he, he lives on a pretty pretty isolated island he's not always exposed to the most culture and so if you really want to do a world's a, a globe trotting show get out there and trot the motherfucking globe Can <laughs> <laughs> the trot is on trot that globe um this is one that i i know i think you had a little more to speak on anna uh in that same interview he had mentioned that they were nervous that the show would flop because it isn't based on anything and they uh Uh, They knew that if they didn't nail the characters or if they didn't like the experimental art style, then they'd be screwed. Uh, And that said, uh, Great Pretender is the rare total original anime, Um, meaning that it is not based on a manga, a visual novel, a OVA. Um, It is not based, as most animes are, on the Bible. Uh, This is a heretical atheist
2: (laughs) anime <laughs> it's it's just fucking around and finding out it's really what it is
0: exactly so um bef- before we kind of do our dive in what are what do we think are some of like the advantages of having an anime uh that that is its own first statement rather than being an adaptation of a creation
2: first of all you are unbeholden to chapter releases
0: which mm. like
2: can mm. in, in the long term mm. or short term of an anime, I, I can't tell you how many animes have gotten completely fucked over by the fact that there were where there Thrones. wasn't a Game of Thrones. Oh, Game oh, of Thrones oh. is an anime Damn they got fucked over by. <laughs> there just weren't <laughs> enough chapters. There there, there wasn't uh. enough uh, there there wasn't <laughs> enough content out for them to be able to keep up. And therefore, they've had to go in their own direction and ruin the show or honestly actually improve the show in in some ways. But that's a that's a huge roll of the dice. Um, uh, I I think the fact that uh, that they were completely beholden to no one but themselves really served them well. And Netflix has been proving itself to be pretty good at creating original content, at least as of recently the past two years.
0: Um,
2: I would also have to say that definitely a, a huge part of that is the fact that they don't have to be beholden to An art style,
1: Mm, which is something that
2: they took full advantage of, which we will talk on later. But like they took full advantage of the fact that there was no um, lines that they had to stay between, and Mm. they were like, "Yeah, all right, well, might as well dick around."
0: yeah, they're already great with adapting art styles, too, because the, the Attack on Titan manga k- kind of looks like shit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know I mean? Speaking
2: of adapting art styles, like talk about like Mob Psycho. Talk about Dororo. Yeah, like, yeah. did you see the, what the original Dororo art style looks like?
0: Are you saying that they did Mob Psycho?
2: Oh, no, Netflix. I'm just talking about, like, animes in general right, yeah, that have yeah, been, yeah. like, oh, art absolutely. style Oh, absolutely. I mean, One like, Punch
0: Man, too. I mean, it, it uh, was, like, stick I mean, art until it got Yeah, it dude.
2: <laughs> dude I, mean, <laughs> I mean, One Punch Man and um, uh, Mob Psycho were by the same guy, so. Yeah,
0: yeah. and Mob Psycho is unbelievable. And,
2: I mean, uh, Dororo was by the guy who did Astro Boy. If you look at really? the original manga, it looks like like Astro Boy, and then if you look at the anime, you're like, "Oh, I see that we are now in a completely different century." Like, <laughs>
0: okay, heck yeah, because I—that's I, I, a great point because I think um, sometimes these unhealthy anime production schedules. Um, just kind of go hand in hand with these unhealthy manga production schedules where mangaka are being forced to shove out chapter after chapter and then until the, their health explodes or they have a brain aneurysm like uh, the the authors of Berserk or yeah. Hunter. Um, and then similarly in anime, there, there's a few really great anime about anime, like about anime production. Um, oh, teams, yeah. Which. Uh, oh, like, one
2: very recently, actually. Which one? Oh, fuck me. Let me let me figure that out.
0: It's all right. I'll give you your Weeb card back, and you you'll <laughs> <work. laughs> now it'll be like everything flooding back, like Neo in the Matrix. Um, but so uh, I, you, you look at the kind of hours that they're worked, a ton of forced overtime, a ton of just like to the bone production, especially because sometimes if you're looking at a um, uh, anime like One Piece, they're making um, they're making episodes not too long. After the release of a chapter which to make like a 23-minute animated thing uh, Based on like a couple of inky pages that you just had access to like a few weeks ago is a Nuts task and it's kind of why I think we praise things like demon slayer or my hero that have taken these more serialized approaches um, That might not be the right word uh, chunky seasonal approaches where they're not constantly out paced out Yeah, where they're not constantly forcing out like episode 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 because you see, you see the end product. I mean, like, mm-hmm. even if Attack on Titan had to do an episode every week, we just, we wouldn't get these classics. So I think we're finding a better balance here. Did you get the name of that uh, manga? Uh, uh, my uh,
2: laptop died, and I'm going to plug it in real fast. But um, I also, just on that point, we are also starting to acknowledge the, um, the, uh, the, the solid golden points of a shorter series length. Like, mm. uh, Demon Slayer is not intended to go more than the two se- seasons in a movie Like My Hero Academia, I would probably say it's the one exception of something that has been really paced out very well that has like multiple long seasons and one piece as well. But I mean, the unhealthy production rate at which it's happened um, so often do these longer series end up just like running into just constant distress.
0: Yeah, so. yeah. One of the things I run into is like a, a Chad manga reader versus the virgin <laughs> anime watcher of exactly. One Piece. Uh, is that like constantly whenever someone watches the One Piece anime, the, they might have a, a, a good time at first, but because it's a thousand fucking episodes long, and that is not an understatement, dude, people Henry just burn is reading out. it now, and every
2: every morning I we go to the breakfast table, and he just has his iPad with One Piece open in front of him, and I'm like, "Your stamina, dude. Your yeah. stamina." <laughs> it's
0: the best. It's the best. Um. So uh, that's although it. I
2: watched. so i can't say anything
0: oh my god okay (laughs) i know you're a big inuyasha fan so hopefully that that reboot does good things for you so um oh uh, no
2: it has done nothing but horrible things and i plan on finishing all of it oh
0: fuck that is sad to hear It's terrible (laughs) so uh coming back to great pretender now that we kind of uh discuss some of the the production things we're just gonna fly in uh everybody we are going to lead us into a deep dive into netflix's the great pretender benanana ba ba ba
1: All right, everyone, welcome back to our episode of The Great Pretender. This is a Netflix original series that we're really excited to talk about, and uh, we're just going to go through episode one real quick and give us uh, give our hot takes, uh, our little jokes about it. And um, Pax, what did you think of episode one? How did it start out? What was your first vibe?
0: Well, so it starts out with Makoto, uh, our lead character, um, being like hung by his feet from the Hollywood sign in California, correct? Is that, that's the opening scene? Oh, yeah, absolutely. basically
1: he, he, he wakes up, he's upside down. You know, you, you, like see an upside down view of the Ollie and you're like, wait a second, I've seen that O L L Y before. I think I know where he is. And then he's like, ah! as it pans out and he is indeed hanging like 10 feet from the top of the Hollywood sign mm-hmm. uh, with seemingly no one else around. And um, you get the feeling that uh, okay, he's, this is intentional. He's in trouble. This you guy's been know. a bad boy. Uh-oh. We would call
0: this starting in media scrums in the in the English field. We would we would say that, which means in the middle of the action, ah. in the middle of the juice. And so, uh, learning
1: today, all of you listeners out there, this is educational.
0: Yeah. So because because we're going to talk about some of the more broad stuff, I guess let's like really just hit the plot points because then I I feel like the the broader stuff. There's so much to dig into. Yeah. So um blazing through the the, the first episode, um, we find out that um, Makoto, who is the uh, main character, just kind of a, a young man in Japan, trying to you know get that bread, is a con man. He is working with a old dude named Sean. <laughs> yeah, his
1: name's, his name's... Uh, Koto. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Which yeah, is yeah. Japanese for Sean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, so, they're running this scam uh, to scam old people into buying like uh water filters uh, water filters and shit and he gets uh he gets some money and he goes to, he goes to the market and then he s- tries to scam another person standing at a stand uh a a, a white uh frenchman as it turns out and what, what's that scam like how
1: so so basically like bumps into this guy uh he looks down at the ground and he's like hey did you drop your wallet and the guy was just like, huh, no, oh, I don't know. And then the other guy was like, hey, that's my wallet. His his buddy, uh, Kudo, was like, hey, I, I think that's my wallet. Can I have it? And he's just like, hang on a second. Maybe I should take it to the police. You look shady. You don't look trustworthy. And he's like, well, why don't we fight about it? And so they're bickering back and forth until the guy's finally like, okay, no, it is my wallet. Thank you for picking it up. And you know, he obviously you're supposed to think like, oh, they tricked this guy into being like, aha, I'm gonna take advantage of this situation and grab this wallet that doesn't belong to me. Yeah. And so like it was this weird like multi-level reverse psychology thing. And so like they give him the wallet uh, he embraces him. They leave. The guy leaves. And so they're like giggling back at their apartment. They're like, how long have you been doing this? Oh, I've been doing this for such and such time. I'm getting really good at this. How much should we make? And he tosses out his wallet. Uh, Makoto tosses out his um, wallet and it's just Chinese newspaper in his wallet. Japanese, perhaps. Japanese. I'm sorry. I thought it was, <laughs> I thought it was, no, I thought it was Chinese newspaper. No,
2: it's, it's not Chinese.
1: I'm insane. Um, anyway, uh, so Japanese newspaper, bad hail. Japanese newspaper, <laughs> um, that comes poosh, spilling out of his wallet and they kind of look at it for a second and they're like, well, this isn't the money that we wanted. What happened? How did we get in this situation? And then they realize, <gasps> Did he con us? Did he did I mess up the trick? Did he do this somehow? How could he have done that? And he that's just where the action really gets going. Con,
0: <laughs> 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 um yeah, and so 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 the episode kind of proceeds and eventually Makoto and um Sean, <laughs> <Koto> Sean. <laughs> Kudo Kudo okay Sean Kudo. are in the apartment together and uh uh like the cops are there and Makoto is running out and he runs into a uh car that's about to leave and sure enough who's in the back but uh the no. the dude Monsieur Frenchman, who's your Frenchman, Monsieur no. Frenchman.
2: Just to point out one thing about this first episode that I think is literally incredible is their use of language.
0: Yeah. Um, so let's actually just talk about the voice acting broadly now, because that's oh, a critical cheers. part. Of this. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, d-
2: what a segue. Um the use of language, uh, so for anyone who hasn't seen it, uh, the first maybe five or six minutes, everything we've discussed so far, mm-hmm. um, are exactly the same in the subbed and the dubbed, um, where they just sort of, uh, it's it's Makoto speaking English, it's Laurent speaking English with a French accent and a Japanese accent, and and very various sort of like linguistic complexities. Mm-hmm. And then they, at, at the bottom, once when they decide to switch over, they... Play, they do a little banner that says, All right, from here on out, everything is in English. And then they have it go on in Japanese or they have it go on in English. And it's very interesting that the way that they use that.
0: Yeah. So, so how did we feel about this? Because I really liked, because at the beginning, you very much get the sense that it's like, um, this, I, I liked hearing. A person doing kind of like a English accent, like as a Japanese person who doesn't know the language flawlessly would do it. And same thing with Laurent, like having a kind Mm -hmm. of heavier like French accent. But then once they have this like English switch, their voice actors both go to like very, very clear traditional voice acting English. Yeah. Um, Which has its pluses and minuses. How do we feel about it?
2: Um, I watched it fully subbed. So that's I did know.
1: that's, that's how I watched it. You both well. watched
0: the sub. Oh, oh yeah. 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 The, what
1: What really stood out to me was, so I was like watching the first episode at like five in the morning, getting ready for work, you know, eating a bowl of cereal. I have it run really low. So I don't disturb anyone else in my apartment. And um, I'm wa- watching the subtitles. I'm listening to it. And then suddenly the subtitles are gone and I can't understand what they're saying. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, did I accidentally turn off the subtitles? I'm like, oh, no, they're they're speaking English, right? now. Yeah. they're speaking English. And he does have this very, very thick, like Japanese accent as he speaks English or, or, or attempts to. It's not perfect. It's not grammatically perfect either. Um, and it's real. I, I just remember like sitting there being like, whoa, like they just to- they totally blindsided me there. And I loved it. I loved being surprised by that.
0: Okay, hell yeah. So in that case, let me bring this cuz I I switch back and forth between Japanese and English cuz I wanted to get like is the Japanese oh. voice actor doing the Japanese lines in both? Is the, you know, English voice actor um is this a different person doing the French accent? Um it it isn't. In the in the English it is the because here's the greatest thing about the English uh, cast. If you look at who plays the um the uh characters in the English cast, Every it's Alan single, Lee and like
2: Aaron Phillips or something, like That, yeah. Right?
0: But every single one of them is ethnically, authentically tied to their character. Every oh. one of them. So, so the guy who voice act acts the kind of like prince in um, I don't know if it's Saudi Arabia or Dubai or where, where they go in the UAE. Um, Wait,
2: Sam or Chad?
0: Uh, the, the, just the area in the Middle East that they go to for the second uh, case. Uh-huh. Um, but like that that actor is middle eastern and similarly when you meet like a, a, a black uh, character it's voiced by a black person and it's just like they match up everybody ethnically with like such care and respect because that is a kind of like and and makoto's voice actor is a, uh, a is a japanese person and like it, it it just really this type of stuff just really helps like cut the cycle of Um, marginalization off in these things because part of the reason is like we all you know I love Matt Mercer. Matt Mercer's great but Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. if Matt Mercer is playing like Japanese people over and over and over again which I don't think is necessarily problematic if there were other representation but when you have an all white cast doing everything all the time um, except when there's like one marked black character who comes in and is maybe voiced by a black person (laughs) um, uh, it it can be problematic and for younger like voice actors and voice actors of color who are like trying to get into the field it's a hell of a it's a of a, a job to get in um so i, I will really say there are a few
2: names in, like I'm, I'm actually looking down the list of the american voice actors and there's a few names i don't recognize which sparks joy in my heart
0: yeah me too i didn't i didn't recognize makoto's voice actor in that
2: uh, as person. a voice actor trying to make it in the field seeing anyone that i haven't other than like the 15 people that do everything mm-hmm. is literally a delight
0: and it so. sounds it sounds awesome um and so uh so the sub is is good is this sounds good oh yeah. sub
2: sub's amazing yeah, and there's also it. that one small thing where it's it, it's not jarring to hear the difference between the voices when yeah. they do that changeover mm-hmm. but other than that i like i'm absolutely going to go back and rewatch this dub.
1: yeah i want to watch it with the dub as well because i'm curious to hear what you're talking about i i really want to experience that for myself
0: do they have lines referencing like leonardo dicaprio and people in the the japanese version yeah or absolutely did they? yeah Okay, cool, cool, cool. So, so and, the content mostly the same.
2: Hearing the pronunciation of some of, some of the famous names that they say is pretty awesome. Yeah, like, yeah. If it
0: has the, if it has the the JoJo's like trade of oh, There's yeah.
2: a lot of JoJo in this show. Actually, if we're going
0: to be totally honest, for sure, for sure. So, so just finishing up the plot of the first episode. Um, Makoto uh, Makoto gets looped in with um uh, what's the main con Laurent. guy Laurent uh, Laurent who is the the Frenchman um is, is gets looped in with uh, Makoto. And uh, who, who he calls Edamame, based off his last name <laughs> yeah. Edamura. So E Dog, Easy uh, E, E Slice goes uh, with him hmm. to uh, to L.A. and they try to run this con on this like famous film producer, who's given like kind of like Weinstein vibes. Yeah, almost. yeah. Like, strong Weinstein yeah. vibes. Um, and in doing so, the whole arc of the the first season kind of like goes through a lot of like really logical steps about like what would it take to perpetuate this con on somebody who is is running like a a hell of a job here. But like at this point, I think a lot of the details are just kind of the joys to find out. So let's uh, let's broaden the hell out. Let's talk about um, the the main crew. Like who who are the main characters that we're seeing in the show?
2: I mean. I suppose the three that we would really focus on the most would be uh, Makoto, Laurent, and Abigail mm-hmm. or Abby, yeah. which, mm-hmm. which as, they, as they refer to her in the show, um, who is our who is our hardcore trio that is pretty much with us, and maybe Cynthia to mm-hmm. to an extent, uh, who is the hardcore uh, trio slash quadruplets <laughs> that,
0: that, are, <laughs> that are with us the, the The orgy whole time. of crime going on here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: Um, I mean, there's Makoto, who's our wonderful, scrappy heart of gold con artist who is who is only in this because he has to he's be. He's so
1: catch me if you can. He's very, very he's like so Frank Abagnale catch Jr. catch me if you
2: can. Oh my God. He's so catch me if you can. Yeah. And then there's Laurent who's sort of like he's he's in this because he's hard edged and it's the only life he knows but wishes for bigger, better, beautiful, more beautiful things. He just wants the world to be the most beautiful thing in the world. And there's Abigail who has her troubled past and um, is good at everything like if you need something you need to fly a plane you need to kick some ass you need to fucking do a straight up acting job you need you need anything you go to abigail like yeah. abigail Abigail is the shounen protagonist
0: of this show. Yeah, she does a
1: shadow crane strike, like, like, in the <laughs> like middle of the first, the first episode. episode and you're like, okay, <laughs> like, all right, okay, that's who okay, so this let's talk, about, is.
0: let's talk about how we meet Abigail, because the scam they're trying to run on the film producer is the film producer also, like, runs, runs drugs. And uh, Laurent is like, well, actually, we have created this wonderful new drug. It is Japanese candies. It will make you feel as if you've just shot crack straight into your penis. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, um. <laughs> Because, how Abigail asked, because Abigail is part of the, running the con there. Um, but you don't know that
1: at the time. You yeah, you she, don't know that she's just kind of there she's already. She's
2: just this beautiful girl who was lounging amidst in the a pool, bunch of other beautiful yeah. pool and, pool girls. And 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 Eddie, Eddie goes, hey, so we have this new drug. Who uh, who wants to try it out? Abby, get over here. And Abby comes over <laughs> and she goes. Okay. And she like takes a swig of her champagne and she pulls out one of these candies and she puts it on her tongue and not even like countdown five, four, three, two, one. She has the ultimate Flip out She oh. is Like She acts like The Tasmanian devil yeah, She's yeah, just she immediately like, Taking it She's
1: like <laughs> <laughs>
2: And it ends with her Just like Landing in the pool luxuriating on her back Going like
0: uh, I know I know Like oh my god I just had a septuple Orgasm Like it was amazing And this, this type of Drug reaction Was very interesting Like fucking a second After eating Who this candy Who wants that Cause okay We all work in entertainment So we've been around our fair share of this shit and like my father smoked crack so I will pull out that card like I know what this shit is like and like even crack is not like the second you take it but the second she eats this candy oh my gosh it's like her blood has turned into liquid PCP like So I don't know. I don't really know how the film producer is just like, well, yeah, everything seems very normal here. That's how right, people... Right.
1: <laughs> like, well, that's the thing is he was just like... They, it's kind of like that, um, the air, the confidence at which you do something versus yeah. like the reality of it. Like, like you mm. know, obviously like... I obviously mean, they were looking at all all her like... Con. Well, that's the thing because even... Um, even uh, e dog was just kind of like, "What the fuck did he give her?" Yeah, what did he give her? He did yeah. not know that this was not a drug, and he gave he knew that it was candy. It wasn't a drug, and then he and then Abigail took it, went completely ape shit, and and um and Mama was like, "Whoa, maybe it really was a drug." Like, wow, that's crazy, and so like she didn't it didn't need to look real it didn't need to be real she didn't need to have like a realistic reaction it
0: just had to be big exactly and maybe being so big like helped it so that the film producer isn't like wasn't like oh okay i'll try it out next
2: (laughs) (laughs) He was like i don't want to parkour around palm trees i'm gonna (laughs) (laughs) take this i just played super mario sunshine i've had enough of this shit (laughs) my back can't handle it
0: (laughs) okay so um actually uh talking about makoto a little bit more um Makoto is not—he's not bad. He's not bad, but he's an amateur for sure. He's a very
1: sweet character, and and like you, you learn more about him as the episode goes on. How like, uh, because like they pop him one of these pills. um, These candies. These candies. These are Japanese candies. That's all they are. And and he, yeah, he pops his candy, and he freaks (laughs) the fuck out. He's like, and he leaves the place, like throws dirt in one of the guards' eyes. They are all armed. And um, he like yeah, he just like throws it, runs away. They find him in an alley, and he's really, really pissed. He's like, "Why would you do that? Why would you give me that drug? Um, Drugs, drugs were the one thing that I promised myself I would never do ever, and I can never go back from this." And then, and 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 you like realize like, "Oh, okay, this this guy may be troubled. He may be having like some sort of weird path, and he's going down, but." But he does have values. He has rules uh, for himself and and he really, really values those things. He really holds himself to these things.
0: And he does. And he's not he's not the greatest at what he does in the universe, but he's very good. Um, Mm -hmm. But he has that delusional moment at the beginning where he gets like a he he likes spending money on like the little capsule toy machines. Yeah, the Gachikon. Is that what they is that what those are called? I'm not Hi. sure. I'm not sure if that's called a gachapon. Maybe. You um, literally but... could uh, say no, any word Anna and I would believe you.
2: No, okay. it's a gachapon. So it's he, definitely gacha. Gotcha.
0: So he puts yeah. like so he puts like a few yen into the the gachapon and he gets out a um little statuette of Toyotomi Hideyoshi who was like the second great unifier of like the different Japanese shogunates. And he j- is pretty genuine about being like I've received this toy from the capsule machine. This means one day I'll take over the country of Japan.
2: <laughs> like, oh, the the samurai one, right? Yeah, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Um, and 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 he he's big on these toy machines when he can get he it. but He even so offers sweet.
2: them to his like friends as like this these big tokens of like of like there's huge mementos to him. There's later yeah. on in the series where he offers a dancer to Abby, which um he doesn't know is part of her past. is is the fact that in mm-hmm. in the past she was a dancer, and it's kind of how she lost her parents, well, not how she lost her parents, but it was a big part of that. And um he just genuinely offers up this little like toy toy dancer mm-hmm. as if it was a like, like a gem to her, he. Mm. They mean so much to him. He's the sweetest, feistiest cinnamon bun. Like, and, and
0: they look like shit. They're all green, like little army figurines. Like little like, army figurines, yeah. yeah. Um, and so so let's fi- let's finish out since we we wandered onto like the, the the means of the crew. Laurent, how would we how would we describe him as kind of like the ringleader of this shit? Um, Ooh. in it
2: because he has no choice anymore, mm. but desperately wis- wishes for a more beautiful life.
1: Yeah, but your first impression of him is not that. It's very oh, much no. like... Oh, no. no, no, he's no, He's no. too this cool for school. He's very much like, like, oh, yeah, I understand you think you're good at this, but, you know, you I'm just going to very... Yeah, I'm it. just going to very quietly show you how to do this real quick. You can follow me. You can join in if you want. Doesn't really matter to me, but... um I mean, that's if you want to get but better, but he doesn't give
2: him a choice, you know, no, that. no,
1: no. What, but that's what he does. He very much like, first of all, he drags him into it. And then he's very much like, oh, you don't like it. Okay, then go. But you know, if you stay, you could do? learn more. Yeah, He's very much that character, very manipulative, but not in necessarily a, a nefarious way. He's just very much like, "We're he's we're both going to benefit from this. So you might as well just go along with it.
2: it, it for lack of a better word, he's the teacher figure. But he's not here to teach. He's really here to, like, put a crew together.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he
2: sees the value in Makoto slash Edamame.
0: For sure. And he's great with leverage. And I like that because he's surrounded by such, like, really smart, capable women who see this kind of, like... Duplicitous dude like I think pretty regularly I, I don't know how many times but it feels like a lot that the women around him as he gets like a little flirtatious or a little too confident they just go like you know you're fucking disgusting right like this is a pathetic <laughs> life you live we don't like you you're slimy just you're you, you suck man We're <laughs> and,
2: here for the money dude <laughs> Yeah
0: yeah yeah and he internalizes that shit so this is great we we're like proceeding naturally through this um through this list of shit uh stumbling on this the writing I think um this is something where as we were mentioning this I'm like laughing so naturally at these scenes, it kind of strikes me that I don't think there's any cheap humor in this show. I think that everything's kind of earned. There's no like, um, uh, God, uh, like, uh, have you seen Seven Deadly Sins?
2: Of course I have.
0: I haven't. I couldn't watch past the first episode because the main character like sexually assaults someone like immediately. Um, Um, I
2: watched too much anime for that to phase me. Okay, so
0: it it still phased me, but this is something where again, like, see, you know, CW for this this shit. But um, uh, it it's a very like anime thing in the way he does it, where like one character is sleeping and he's just like.
2: Oh, oh, my gosh, gosh your boobies, the titties. The, titties. the titties. Whoa, look at these big, soft, the the beautiful titties. They're like hundreds of years old and I've seen them forever.
0: I know like this type of. Yeah, there's no like there, there's no hentai humor, hentai meaning pervert in this sense. Like no
2: edgy about it. Yeah,
0: exactly. There's, there's no edgy in this shit. Um, and everything is just extremely mature. Uh, how do we feel about the way people are like characterized some of the, the big beats here in terms of writing? How do we feel?
2: One thing that I have to say is they do a wonderful job of walking the line between um, sort of doing a caricature of mm. a, a a type of person and the realistic reality of that person. They in their in their conversation and in their and in their um, sort of behavior. They do a really good job of saying, like, realistically, this is what a person would do. This is how a person would act if they really had this much competence, if they really had this much control. But in their actions, they sort of elevate and sort of exacerbate this kind of idea of this is what this person is and this is what they're capable of. And I think they walk a very fine, beautiful line on that.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Hal, any favorite like writing beats for you?
1: No, I think we've really already touched. I mean, I really like Makoto a lot. Um, Same. he's probably my favorite. I like Abby a lot, but I, I don't think I've seen enough of Abby's character yet to really give an opinion on. I just like Makoto, like the scenes with his mother a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like how instead of, you know, spoiler alert, she dies. Um, after, um, after this happens, An anime and my mother dies, oh my yeah, like, Is like this the enemy. After she perishes, it's not very much like this. I'm going to take this loss, and I'm going to get stronger, and I'm going to make myself a better man for her and for everyone around me. He's very much like, well, well fuck it, I guess. I guess I'll just like, yeah, I know she didn't want me to do these things, but it's what I got. He does what he can, right? And I, and I appreciate that little bit of realism there. Of like, I don't have a lot of great
0: options, so here we go. Let's yeah. just see what happens. And when we find like what a bad guy Makoto's dad is like, that's kind of oh, crushing yeah. what he did um,
2: um, on this note. The one failure as far as characterization and sort of writing goes, I think this show does is it spends so much time on uh, just just so everyone knows Abby has a, a tragic backstory. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! How could she? We, I think we, um, we can
0: say it. She, she's in. She's an Iraqi woman who uh, grew up in the midst of like the uh, the, the Bush era bombing of Iraqi she, cities.
2: Uh, she her village in Baghdad was bombed, and um, she became a child soldier. Mm-hmm. And they spent, especially in the second case, they spent so much time on her backstory and not enough time developing what it did. Like they developed that it traumatized her they Mm -hmm. developed that she was sad and mad about it but it didn't do anything for her character and that i feel like makoto's tragic backstory was so small and so intimate and um it really sort of like set the stage for who he is as a person i feel abigail sort of maybe it's just I didn't like how she reacted to what happened to her, or maybe I felt it could have been fleshed out differently. But they spent so much time on flashbacks of just horrible things happening to her and then didn't really let her react or grow with that. They they just kind of said, like, look at all this awful, tragic things that happened. Hot chick. Like. Mm-hmm.
0: I think that's a great point. Um, and and I I did enjoy the interaction that she has with the character in the second season that's related to her backstory. But oh, absolutely. I think you're making great points regarding. that. So uh, now that we've talked about some of the 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 writing, uh, which is is generally pretty strong, but does have its weaknesses. I think that um I think that Abigail Jones's canonical name is Abigail Jones, which is Abigail
2: like, Jones. Yes. Yeah.
0: But again, it's like, you know, you know, that's she's not Abby. A, Right, but my point is that Abigail Jones is not a traditional Iraqi name.
2: (laughs) 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 Which I think kind of skips some people's Um, (laughs) notice. Dude, even her voice actor has a more... (laughs) <laughs> like ethnic name that Abby does.
0: Yeah, I know. But like I do think it's Kassar one of Mohammed. I do think it's one of those things where like um where like Japanese writers used to be like, ah yes, my 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 American friend, uh mig- Smith, mig- Smith- mig- Smithinson. Yeah, Smith Smithinson and his brother McRonald Jones. Like, you know, and it's like, <laughs> or whatever. But so yeah, Abigail Jones, <laughs> you know, our sweet, our sweet Iraqi queen. Um if she I I, I love Abby. I think she she She'd be my favorite if she was a little meaner, but that just speaks more to my dysfunctions.
2: <laughs> you want to know what? Um, Henry has something to say about my personal taste in boys. Uh, so,
0: Is it sad and, boys exclusively?
2: Um, I want you to look at how many Bakugo stickers are on this fucking... There's a sticker yeah. that
1: literally says sad boys on yeah, the laptop. Yeah, and sad
2: girls. Uh, equality.
1: Oh, there it is. Yeah. That's yeah, three, yeah. Bakugos?
2: Oh, one, two, three Bakugos? One, two, three, four, five. And ocean. my nails, uh, actually, are Bakugo themed. I have a problem.
0: Oh <laughs> my god, you are you are you are the most worthy guest we have ever had, Anna. You oh my god, this is like having the professor on. Okay. <laughs> So, having talked about uh, Abigail, having talked about uh, the writing, the thing that stands out, goddamn, Anna, you wanted to take the lead on this thing? Art style? Yeah.
2: (laughs) All right. So, um, let's just... Let's just get right into this goddamn art style. First mm-hmm. things, the practicality of it the practicality of this art style is phenomenal. So one thing that you find with animes that tends to be really jarring is uh, backgrounds or stills or uh, and and moving animated characters that are really beautifully gorgeously animated mm-hmm. softly done there there's a there's a new trend in anime that, that's sort of uh, the outlining the characters is is more like um. Uh, ink strokes as opposed to like hard hard lines mm-hmm. which is um, causes a softness in the movements and it's really beautiful um, but then you end up with these like CGI background characters that are really jarring or these like movements that are really jarring the great pretender is none of that
0: mm-hmm. the great
2: pretender is none of that because the background in and of itself is just postmodern Bullshit. It's just all postmodern, like, Art Nouveau, or I think I'm pronouncing that wrong. But, nouveau.
1: Um,
2: nouveau, <laughs> art, art, art Nouveau, um, and, and pop art, and this, like, in, absolutely fantastic collection of very geometric, very um, postmodern, like, pops of color and so the lack of detail in the backgrounds the the lack of detail in in the, the characters around it goes completely unnoticed because it blends in everything is geometric everything is brightly colored and they do themselves such a huge favor by allowing themselves the sort of messiness in their art style to distract the eye from anything they don't want to put money into and that's just like the practicality of it is Phenomenal. Plus, one. I'm just gonna go off. Go, <laughs> like, go,
0: you got that degree. You got that degree, bitch. Is go ahead. So,
2: <laughs> so fucking phenomenal is, as we know, each case. So there are three different cases in the first season. Each case is actually in a different location. Da 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 da. But each case in a different location actually takes its background art style from a postmodernist art form that is from that area it is very subtle it is very beautiful if we if we look at like sort of the um first case it is very it it takes place in in california and hollywood Mm -hmm. Um, it is very pop art it's very andy warhol it is very like bright colors dots in the background um like only primary colors and then slowly we go to Singapore in our next case, and it is a completely actually different art style that is uh, a, a lot of people would say um, is is co- sort of like stained glass, um, which is very very uh, an effective tool. Like uh, Afremov, it, um, it, it
0: destroyed me. That 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 one of the last scenes in the second case when they're floating in the water and the oh, water is absolutely. like purple and golds and oranges and, like. It's-
2: uh, a lot of people say that uh, the, the artwork sort of looks like Afromov's work, uh, mm. who is a uh, postmodernist surrealist as opposed to pop art. And Shout then, out to our
0: listeners who are big Afromov stands. I know we got <laughs> thousands of you. You know, we're all about Afro squad. <laughs> <laughs> and
2: then it goes um, into Europe for the last one. It goes to Art Novo. Uh, fuck, I keep pronouncing this word Let's wrong. Let's
0: go Art Novo. Novo.
2: Art Novo. Um, which is uh, sort of a classical like Walter Crane type look and it has shout out uh, to the crane heads <laughs> blah, blah. <laughs> and it has uh, softer edges and just like really really beautiful like uh, almost a watercolor uh, Monet type technique and um, all of these changes are very subtle but very apparent for people who are actually looking for them. And hopefully when you watch this show, after listening to this, you'll look for them. But, um, this show does an absolutely incredibly intentional job of saying, I know we're in a different location. Let's change the scene. And I just, I, I have the utmost respect. I have the utmost delight in being able to watch that.
0: I love hearing just, just, just the the expertise that you're bringing, I feel like you're the, the the critic in Ratatouille, and I'm that guy in SpongeBob with pickles un- under his tongue. <laughs> like, <laughs> that, that's that's like that, that is what my soul is feeling like. But I'm
2: not the critic in Ratatouille. I'm the rat in Ratatouille.
0: You're Remy. Hell yeah! Well, thank you, thank you for thank you for um um laying that out for us. So the the third season has a lot of. um artistic elements and this, this might be a bit of a tangent but it's very art based it's like kind of art. oh absolutely gothic
2: rococo it references all of them
0: did you feel like everything was pretty genuinely well researched and presented in the kind of like art based season not only
2: not only was it j- thoroughly well researched as well as highly specific in the choices they made but it was so utterly intentional that it couldn't be ignored and that's something that i really respect Like it it, it was something that they made so intentional and so apparent for the people who were looking for it. It was beautiful to the people who weren't, but to the people who could recognize the difference, it was a special little treat that they were like, hey, you deserve this. Here you go.
0: Hell yeah. Hell yeah. This is a good reminder to people that there's all, there, there, there's always such intentionality behind art. And it's probably there if you look for it, because I'm that person that you just said, and I'm the one where my eyes go like, oh, wow. <laughs> like- well, here's the
2: thing is, uh, one question that I have to ask you, were you ever distracted by something that was thrown on screen? And I don't mean like out of beauty, like you weren't like you didn't have your breath taken away or something like that. Were you ever like distracted or pulled out of the story by something that you saw on screen?
0: I don't know how old
1: you No, I, I, I can't think. I mean, the, the one thing that I noticed was just, you know, the pop of L.A. Like, that's what I thought. I was like, oh, yeah, L.A.'s pretty colorful. And like, and that that was really it for me. Nothing for took real, away LA from it. looks like rainbows.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it will when I'm there, bitch. Um, but uh, was that the wrong answer? Was that? What, no,
2: we're... that was the right answer. Yes. That's what the Not intentionality a... of it was. They they created a world that was so involved in and of itself that nothing looked out of place and that takes a special kind of attention a special kind of expertise that like anime isn't used to getting Mm -hmm. Um, the the last time I remember seeing something like that was actually last season in um, Sing Yesterday for me which was done completely in watercolors Mm -hmm. Um, it it was the first time that I had ever remember seeing anime and being like wow nothing looks out of place. Everything looks exactly as it is. And it sort of dawns back to like old 90s anime, like Akira or um, or Ghost in the Shell, where everything had to be like rendered a specific way, so nothing could be out of place. And God, it makes me so happy to see you again. <laughs> Anna, just... When can I
0: come on your podcast? Oh my <laughs> god, if you you take over. It's gonna be Hal and Anna time. What, what, what was the what, what was the name we had for the 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 femme version of Brotaku's Hal? Do you remember? Oh, um, uh, oh, it was Dojin Cheese. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs>
2: yo have me on again i will gladly talk about anything babies
0: please do thank you for thank you for bringing that um but but that said uh i i think you you both got got a good take on this because um anna is a fantastic fantastic singer and you currently work like doing jazz singing at the place you work at right anna
2: yes absolutely I'm i'm a professional jazz singer
0: and Anna sounds fantastic from what I've heard of her. But what I will say is, and not not to make you blush, man, but Hal is the the greatest singer I have met in my life. I think that just working at a uh, or going to to a school and getting training in the the arts, it's it's you know you know like a world class talent when you see it. And Hal really has just the 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 type of voice and dedication to the craft and and skill that it it's just the moment you you hear it happening, you know that this is some special shit. I got cast in a musical my last year without knowing what a note was. (laughs) So let me not speak on what the fuck the music's like. Hal, you take the reins. So the music, um, so,
1: okay, full disclosure. um, So right before we recorded today, uh, Anna was very much like, oh my God, the outro, I fucking love the outro. The outro's my shit. Ah, I love the outro and I was like yeah the outro is great yeah it's great and they were like okay so and they were like they were like how did you watch the outro and I was like no I don't watch the outro so they made me stop they stopped as we were like ready and ready to go they were like all right you're gonna watch the outro right now and and So I did, I went down to the outro, and and it's performed by Freddie Mercury. It's this incredible, like, big band jazz, like, like. what?
0: No, no, there was. A he got
1: his hologram to do. Yes, yes. Um, we were trying to get
0: him on the show, but you know he was booked. We couldn't book him. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: but but yeah, it was incredible. It was this huge, like it was again very catch me if you can, very like you know these beautiful um like watercolor planes like flying in and out with these cats moving around, and meanwhile you have the soaring vocals of Freddie Mercury, this iconic angel singing. Um. And just belting for the gods in this yeah. in this jazzy,
0: sexy hook. And Anna, what awesome. song was he singing? The relevance of it. The Great
2: Pretender. pretender. <laughs> the Great Pretender. The Which Great Pretender. I just side note, just just track Good. in a side note. I um, immediately heard this intro. Henry turns to me and goes, "I can't wait." Henry, my roommate. I apologize. Uh, turns to me and goes, "I can't wait to hear you sing this at August Laura." And two mm. days later, I brought the sheet music and brought it to my pianist and belted it out. <laughs>
0: if that ever gets recorded, yeah. please me know, I would love to hear that. I would
2: absolutely. Dude, I'll sing it for you now. Like, I fucking care. Oh, my God. I love that
0: song. <laughs> hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, and, and just the 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 uh, it not to shit on anime. But there are plenty of things because of the mass production schedule where they have fantastic artists working on them who literally just do not have like the bandwidth or the funding to kind of think really, really. Uh, deeply about some song choice and different art styles and things like that, but luckily this is you know a well-funded thing. And the choice of the Great Pretender as a outro song, but also a name for the show, as a series about con artists, and the 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 lyrics of the song, the Great Pretender, it it all layers in for so many reasons that are 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 heartbreaking and really multifaceted, working on a lot of levels. So it's just. And,
2: I mean, not, not, not to add, add in where it's not included, but the fact that it includes a bit of the backstory of Laurent in it. Mm.
1: Yeah, I noticed that too. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. there's something happening in this, in this outro. End. Something's going on.
2: But, and if you don't watch to the very end, you're a criminal. <laughs> but
1: <laughs> I'm a criminal. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: but even to the very end, they still have bits of the story. They tie it in and the animation is gorgeous. And who doesn't love a kitty cat swimming in the ocean? Absolutely. Oh my mm-hmm. God.
0: And... <laughs> Your, Anna's face is just so, it's so heartfelt right now, and I love it. Um, I love it so much! So everybody, we're trying to build a, a goddamn brand here, and so I'm gonna gas myself up when I uh, when I have it, but my last treat to go viral was talking mm-hmm. about how any anime with a jazz soundtrack is roughly uh, 10,000 times more likely to be an instant classic. And this is no goddamn exception. So Anna, since you work at a jazz club, what do you think it is about jazz that just makes things like the Great Pretender and Cowboy Bebop and show As that?
2: Sahib did the did the soundtrack to Cowboy Bebop, and it is Cowboy Bebop, um, and it is <laughs> and it is wonderful. It is actually um, a little startling outside of context. I've listened to it uh, on its own, but one thing about the Great Pretender soundtrack one thing about the great pretender's soundtrack in and of itself that i think is really interesting in an anime world is unlike a lot of other animes um the soundtrack is is designed to sort of uh, influence how you feel and tell you what this moment is supposed to mean or signify something big coming up in the great pretender the soundtrack uh who i just will say is done by yukata yumara <laughs> who i'm a big big fan of um is its own character it in no way says, this is how you're supposed to feel right now. It in no way says, this is a signifier of something to come. It in every way says, I'm here, I'm another character,
1: I am here for you to
2: listen to, I am here because I have something to say. Mm-hmm. And I have to respect that so much because so often um, soundtracks are just meant to influence or be background noise. And this is not background noise in in any way. It is pure jazz. It is a life in and of its own. And I can't help but respect and dignify it. Like it is just um, oftentimes there will just be scenes with no dialogue, with just this wailing Wailing trumpet or wailing tenor sax or even like yo, give me a drum solo, baby, with a lot of steady gong. Like it is, it 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 takes the time to tell the story as opposed to enforce the story that's already being told. Mm. And there's something. I I mean, you've got you've got three three people who all are big musical theater nerds that are that that can like really attest to that. Um, As well as the fact that um, just totally taking a tangent. Uh, Yukata Yamada is one of the greatest uh japanese uh composers working on the scene right now i think of him a lot as sort of the um uh, uh japanese counterpart to like john powell uh john powell is the composer who did uh happy feet and kung fu panda uh, just speaking of animated works but happy feet now kung i'm fu panda, in. now, now i'm invested <laughs> <How> <laughs> now you got he's a chameleon because guess what yukata yamada also did vinland saga can you imagine two different soundtracks
0: that's mad different for for people who haven't seen it that that's a viking show
2: (laughs) yeah no um but the the reason why i say they're counterparts from each other is both john powell and yukata yamada are incredible at saying oh we have a cultural idea let me study it inside and out and design a complete world around it Mm -hmm. like they're incredible at um sort of like Camouflaging themselves into into different um, cultures and different sounds, mm-hmm. and uh, no one uh, other than yukata Yamada and John Powell are really doing that on the scene right now.
0: Hell yeah, yeah, hell yeah. Well, you know, I I think that there's no better place to go to go into our our last <laughs> bit in, but we're going to take a brief musical break, and we're going to be right back. And we're back. So, uh, Go best worst parts of the show, everybody. We are going to start with you, how What's your favorite thing? What's your least favorite thing? Mm, my favorite thing so far is the
1: opening scene. Boom, opening scene, hanging upside down from the from the Hollywood sign really sets up a precedent for what the rest of the show is going to be, and just how it keeps you dangling at the edge of your seat. And it's just like, oh, what's going to happen? I don't know who's going to who's going to do a con, who's going to be con? I don't know who's just right? I love that about that the opening scene and uh, your introduction to uh, E Dog, my man E Dog. Um, my least favorite part of the show, least favorite part? Uh, you know, I guess my least favorite part, I don't really have one yet. I don't really have a least favorite part so far. Like there's nothing, there's nothing about the show that I was like, yo, this is whack. Like it was just kind of like, all right, this is really entertaining all around and, and I'm really enjoying the ride so far. And and there are so many um, little intricacies in it that I've yet to fully discover for myself. So mm. I,
2: I guess
0: I have a least favorite part. Okay, hell yeah, Anna.
2: Um I would say favorite part is goddamn that soundtrack. Fuck it slaps.
0: Mm. Um
2: that soundtrack slaps as well as the fact that like um I'm sorry, uh, Makoto is is an absolute Anna trap. Like, he no, is, really? Oh, so absolutely! <laughs> oh my God, he's um, such a sad
0: little simp. Oh I, my either, God.
2: <laughs> I either like I either like sad simpy cinnamon buns or uh, psychopaths with a heart of gold. Uh, oh, do you like
0: um? Do you like the hot serial killer in My Hero, the one with the knife?
2: Ah, uh, Toga. Yes, yeah. I do. Yo, dog, hey,
0: um, dog, dog me I'm too. Sorry. <laughs> We're gonna.
2: I just shout out. Oh, uh, shout out to my boy Bakugo. Uh, you, my bae. Uh, anyway, okay. anyway, um favorite part, stop making Abby trauma porn.
1: Mm. Ah, I okay. love that, love that, love that. Right. Stop it making should.
2: Abby trauma porn. She deserves a, she deserves a, a fully fledged character development line. Boop, 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 boop.
0: Yes, a fully fledged character line development <laughs> blah loopadoop. Um, <laughs> blah, loop-a-doop. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad I got it. I'm glad we have another Baku Ho on this show because underrated character for sure. Uh, oh but so, underrated,
2: I doubt that.
0: <laughs> uh, well, I guess, well, you know, the when I was teaching like younger kids and they Wait, were like Wait, you a, had
2: another Baku ho? I have a, where's where's my other friend? Huh? Which which was the other Baku ho on here?
0: The implication was I was a Baku Ho. <gasps>
2: did you you see me just flush (laughs) i did
0: i did oh my god um okay so uh my favorite thing about this show is i think that um i mean the soundtrack's amazing visually it's amazing i just love this show so it's hard to pick a favorite but if i had to i would say um i I really enjoy the writing. I think that seeing a a really maturely written uh show and uh, since I watched the dub was really, really well translated um but also just the fact that it 's an anime that kind of deals a little bit with the fallout of the Iraq war is nuts to me and i don 't know everything just seems mature and considered and, and great about it so So I would say i, I enjoy the plot the characterization um of Cynthia. Uh, my worst part of the show. Sometimes I feel like the um the heists in this—they're not nearly as bad as a lot of other animes. Like some uh some code Geass stuff where like the main character is just like, oh, but I've secretly planted underneath the city this uh, network that's gonna make the city collapse. And oh, you planned that? Well, I planned that you would plan that, and I did this. Um, because anime has a lot of like crazy logic like that, where it's like you know, it's like the show Sherlock. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <laughs> playing
1: four-dimensional chess while the rest of you motherfuckers are playing. Chess checkers like that yes, shit yeah
0: absolutely um but sometimes the heists are a a little the heists themselves are like a little too convenient i think especially the first one um has like one too many layers of like what so and so was on our side is the secret con guy also this the whole went time? a little like, too well <laughs> yeah 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 absolutely absolutely the police
2: didn't know you were pretending to be the police
0: <laughs> yeah i know right so uh so um and they're all using like their real names constantly, and they keep referring to themselves with their names. They don't really oh, they have don't a chance. T- <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah. Not great. Uh, uh, so, so would you guys say
1: that after all this this uh, scintillating discussion, uh, would you say that the show is worth its its five star rating, its critical acclaim, its wowy wow meter on the on the wowzatron? Um, would you say <laughs> that it's it's, uh, it's it's Would you say it is worth the hype that it gets? Wowzatron. I... <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, the virgin I, rotten tomatoes the chad wowie wow <laughs> <laughs>
2: i'm sorry no 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 i would say it is definitely worth so much of the acclaim it got i feel maybe perhaps it could have used a little more um cohesive plot through the whole thing but that is my only critique and if that's my only critique it's a damn good show
0: yeah
1: okay but is it better than blood of Zeus
2: <laughs> I'm gonna take um a quote from our friend fuck off and say no
1: no no <laughs> hell yeah hell
0: but yeah. absolutely
2: yes it's better. <laughs> yeah um
0: yeah uh, a lot of people are calling this a classic an instant classic um and cuz the thing with radon's or, or uh, blood of zeus is it had 100% fresh on the the tomato uh, site on rotten tomatoes
2: i bet fuck off made a lot of accounts to do that
0: mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> i bet so too um but I do think this show feels like an instant classic to me, but that's a a good general artistic question because I know that like I'm I'm a I'm a big hip hop hip hop slut, and that's a constant question is like when can you say an album's an instant classic? Like, can you say when Kendrick drops a new album that it's a classic right away, or do you need to wait a few years to see see if it
2: lasts the test of time? Mm.
0: Okay, so so like Hal, what would a classic be to you? What defines a classic?
1: I think a classic is what. So when I think of an anime classic, I think of it as a classic because of the moments, the iconic moments within Mm. the show. Um, What
0: about more broadly, like a a classic in any field? You know, what, what, what makes it classic?
1: I think if it's if it's I think what makes something classic is is the fact that it's it's new in its time. Mm. You know, I don't think it starts out with like, "Oh, this is a tried and true," because then it's just boring. Then it's not original. Whereas, like when when something is a classic, it's because it was groundbreaking when it came out. Mm-hmm. That, that's all, and that, and then what it does is that sets the precedent for everything to come after it. Yeah, you know, that's what makes a classic.
0: Okay, that's that's a really that's a really interesting point. Um, because I think that. Uh, when I when I hosted like a, a radio show in college, we would like review albums every week. And uh, my co-host one week brought on like Dark Side of the Moon, like as a classic, you know, like her favorite album. And it was something where like I, I genuinely listened to Dark Side of the Moon, which is clearly a classic, and like it has some issues. Like uh, it's not it's not as sonically pleasing as some other Pink Floyd albums. I am sorry for you know any maybe I'll get another letter from fuck you on that one. But um, um yet it's awesome. kind of, Oh, you're right. Fuck off. Uh, <laughs> Sincerely. It is, un- <laughs> it is undeniably a, a classic because of just some of the things it introduced and popularized. Uh, so, so do we think that we could call The Great Pretender an instant classic?
2: Well, I, I must admit, in, in, in my terms, what would make a classic is not only doing something new and setting a precedent, as Hal said, it's the one-two punch of doing something new and getting people talking.
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, not, it's not like, ah, behold me, the first man to stick his dick in a pencil sharpener.
2: I'm a
1: classic. Like, it's like <laughs> it, is,
2: it is the combination of doing something new, setting a precedent, mm-hmm. like really making a stance in something that it, it has created in and of itself and getting people talking about it. And unfortunately, while uh, The Great Pretender has really done something new, has really created something, I have heard very little conversation about it, at least on my end, which mm. has disappointed me. I still think it has the possibility to be a classic, but I don't know if it's going to stand the test of time.
0: I I, I might be there, too, even though all my fellow criminals on the dark web on my Tor browser love this. Uh, but but <laughs> I, I... um genuinely not sure i guess because everything feels so exciting but maybe it's just that glow of something so new and fantastic
2: it's it's new relationship energy
0: you know yeah Mm -hmm. you know know what y'all i think because there are some things where i can say like wow instantly that was a classic there are some albums i felt where just you know they they come out and it's like wow that's so new you could just tell it's gonna set you know a new blueprint Mm -hmm. um I think we're gonna to have to see how this ends. You know what I mean? I think yeah, that, yeah. that I think that season two, I think that case five is gonna be or case four. I think we're gonna
2: fuck around and find out.
0: I think we're gonna fuck around and find out. I think we're gonna fuck around and find out. And so um that said, I think it's a firm recommendation to everybody listening to fuck around and find out what here, you're missing here. out on. Because it's here. really good. It's really, really good. But uh, Uh, Anna, thank you so much for coming on today because this was fantastic. Thank you so much, much. Anna. Thank you for all your expertise, your knowledge, your passion. Thank you for letting
2: me chitter chatter on
1: absolutely absolutely
2: can't wait till like, I come back Ooh, Yeah, we'll see sure.
1: you then and uh for all of you out there thank you all so much for listening if you liked what you heard please please give us a five-star rating on apple Podcasts or review please, us on, please I swear just please please
2: pl- or review us on <laughs> you your do favorite podcast do it for me yes, yes please you do so, it on for your her. favorite
1: podcasting app uh it really really does make a difference and every review counts uh We'll make sure to give you a shout-out on the air to show our appreciation. All right, everyone. I'm Hal. And I'm Pax. And And we're we're the the Bro Tacos. Have a good night, everybody. (laughs) See y'all next week.